Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Oh, um, that uh, our fellowship is, uh, I know our fellowship is putting out, if you're looking at social media still, or if you're on that, uh, every day they're putting out, our home church is putting out pastors to pray for, and they're putting a little... Uh, picture every day of, of, of a, a word or different things like that and so Carla was telling me today uh, when I was telling her what I was going to preach on that that was the same word that they were using for the uh, our, fa- our fasting for today which is vision and I want to talk tonight about have, how, how, how clear is your vision or what is your eyes focused on amen what are your eyes focused on right now as we start this new year um, a week from Sunday, we'll be, we'll be having a service specifically on our goals, things that we want to believe God for, things that we want to see God do. I want to challenge you to write those things down. I want to challenge you to put them on paper, put them in your phone, write some things down, and then the 19th, we'll be praying over those at the end of the service, okay? And so that's, that's something I want you to focus on, getting that done and doing that. Um, before that, don't forget that we're going to have Pastor Paul and Emily with us this Sunday, amen, he is the leader of our fellowship, he's our senior pastor, and uh, it's going to be a blessing to have him, don't miss this Sunday, 9 or 11 a.m., because it's going to be a tremendous word, and uh, I, want, I want him to see what God is doing here in Denton, Texas, amen, so they're going to be coming through, and it's a blessing that they're going to be here, but on your, on, your, on your year as it starts, maybe you're starting this year off, and your focus is on a problem, your focus is on a sickness. Your focus is on a financial situation. Your focus is on whatever, whatever is, is, not, is not positive, is not what God wants you to focus on. And, and one word that I really want to focus on tonight is what if your focus is on fear? How many, how many have struggled with fear in your life? Amen. You've had some times of fear, and uh, you might be struggling with that right now. Fear is, is a powerful thing. It's, it's a thing where your mind connects to a spirit, and, and it come, becomes what that word fear means, false evidence appearing real. How many times do we hear something, hear news, or hear a situation, and, and listen, sometimes the situation is bad. The truth is, sometimes it is bad. Carl and I just got some horrible news um, the, the other day of, of a longtime friend of ours um, from Tucson that we, we've known since she was 15 years old. She was part of our youth group. And uh, her husband, she just got married to this, this man three years ago, and he was a pilot. And if you heard about that bombing or that attack that happened in Kenya, he was his, her husband, this man, was one of the men that was killed. 46 years old, they have a three-year-old baby, and his life was taken serving. serving. And um, that's horrible news. There, there's, no, there's no way to, to, to make that less. You hear, sometimes you hear bad news, and it is what it is. I mean, understand what I'm saying? It's like, wow, that, that's tragic. And it just broke our hearts to think about that, that young baby that's not going to know her father and all these different things. But sometimes we can get news or we can hear something, and it's not as bad as we think it is, but our mind begins to run. Right? I know I'm talking to somebody. And so we're not going to be able to do great things in 2020 if our mind is focused on fear. If we're afraid and we're scared or we're worried or, or our eyes are focused on the situation instead of the one who fixes situations. 
Amen? How many know we've all got problems, we've all got situations, and we're going to have them forever. We're going to have them until Jesus comes back because the rain falls on the just and the unjust, and life has problems. But what you focus on is important, amen? So just real quick, just for an example, just look up at this sign, everybody, and focus on what it says, and some of you might have to squint, amen, to see it. Some of you might have to put your readers on, but it says prayer gives us 20-20 vision. Okay, now this is, you, I'm telling you to look with your physical eyes, but the, the, we understand that, especially in praying and fasting, we can, we can have a spiritual vision. And that's what God wants us to have. He wants us to be able to see beyond what, what we see physically. And, and I'll tell you this, if you want to be an overcomer, if you want to be victorious, if you want to be somebody who wins with God, you have to learn how to see beyond what you see in your physical eyes. You have to be able to see beyond what you hear in your physical ears. And you can't always hear something and just automatically, and we all have to fight this. I'm, I'm saying it, I have to fight it myself. We have to fight when we hear something and then we, we automatically go someplace where possibly that situation is not even going to go. Right? How many, how many know what I'm talking about? And, and we begin to, to, to or, or maybe you hear, hey, someone wants to talk to you. Uh, you. Someone wants to talk to you after church. You know, and sometimes we'll have someone, hey, we want to get with you and talk. And so, sometimes as a pastor, you think, it, you think automatically something's wrong. You think automatically there's some, something went wrong or there's a bad situation. And, 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 and you start thinking the worst. And, and, and how many have ever had that happen? Now, now think about this. How many, as we get into this scripture here, how many ever in school, whether it was elementary, junior high, or high school, uh, had somebody tell you, uh, I want to meet you after school and fight you. Let me see your hands. Okay? I want to meet you after school and fight you. Now, that, that, that can be, re regardless of how tough you were, how good of a fighter you were, how many know that can get a little scared? How, how many have ever had somebody third person come and tell you, so-and-so wants to fight you after school? I never got it directly, but I always got it indirectly, and so-and-so wants to fight you after school, so-and-so is going to be waiting by the bike rack after school, so-and-so uh, says he wants to beat you up and all this, and so your mind starts, to, and so the rest of the day is ruined, right? Because you're thinking about, you know, what moves you're going to use and how you're going to fight and all these different things. Uh, you know, your mind is distracted, but fear can come in, especially if that person that wants to meet you after school is big, bigger than you, right? Or, or is tough, or he's the bully, or whatever. And so... That, those things happen. You get, you get a, a, a thing in the mail about a, a bill that's, that's horrible or just so many things. I don't want to take time on all the scenarios, but the question is, what are your eyes focused on? Okay, our eyes need to be focused on God. Okay, all the time. Now, let's, let's look at this. I want to read this story. This happens to be one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And I just think it's cool that it's 2 Chronicles 20, all right, on 2020 vision, amen? And uh, let's look, pick up in verse 1. We're going to read quite a bit here. How many okay with reading the Bible? We're going to read quite a bit here. Now it says in verse 1, it happened after them, after this, that the people of Moab and the people of Amnon and others, with them besides the Am Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. And, and then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, now this is kind of what I was telling you about with that person who wants to meet you after school, a great multitude is coming against you. 
from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazanon, Tamar, which is in, Ged- in Gedi. And, and, and how many know if, if you heard that right there, that's, that's way more than, than somebody wants to meet you after school. That's where some, they're saying, hey, the, the whole basketball team wants to meet you after school. Hey, the football team's waiting for you at the bike rack. Right? I mean, it's a big group. And in this sense, this is war. He's a king. And they're telling him all these countries and all these peoples are about to come against you. And so we see here that Jehoshaphat, what? What does it say in verse 3? Got excited? He feared. Amen? He feared. And so how many know when fear comes against us, what's the best thing we can do? We can do what this next part of the verse says. It says, he set himself to seek the Lord. What do we talk about Sunday morning? That Daniel set himself to seek to, to fast and pray. And here we see, and this is no coincidence in this verse, that it says that he also set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So that's what we're doing. Do we understand that tonight that we have an enemy? We have an enemy tonight. We have a, the Bible says that he's a, a li- like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. And, and, and he's, he's looking for, for blood. He's, he's out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And so we, we must respect our enemy, but we don't have to fear our enemy. Amen. How many understand the difference? You must respect the enemy, but you don't have to fear the enemy because if you fear the enemy and if you live in fear, the devil's going to win every time because the battle of the mind is won up here. It's a serious thing. And so you need to understand that when, when, and, and when fear comes, instead of, instead of adding to that fear, instead of putting gasoline on the fire of the fear, we need to say, Lord, I'm going to seek you. And I mentioned that on Sunday morning. How many times do we make prayer a last resort instead of the first thing we do? We're all guilty of that many times. So verse 4, Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. That's, that's wise. Now, as we're reading this, church, I don't have a three-point sermon here tonight. I want you to watch these things, and I want you to pull some things out of here. I've got things underlined, and I've got things uh, marked in my Bible. This is a great chapter. I would love to see you go back and read this several times this month. And just look at some of these nuggets in here of how we should react. And so he, he, says, he says he gathered to gas, together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Doesn't that sound like what we're doing right now in our 21-day fast with all of our churches around the world? It says they gathered all the people from all the cities and they began to pray. Don't forget at this, during this fast, and not just during this fast, but don't forget during this time that whenever you're feeling weak and whenever you're struggling, somebody else around the world, not just in Denton, Texas, not just in the United States, somebody else around the world is struggling at the same time. And we're, we're holding each other accountable and we're saying if they can do it, I can do it. I'm going to fight through this. Amen. How many, how many want to have some fight in them? How many fighters did I have before you met the Lord? Let me see your hands. You were a fighter before you met the Lord. You weren't afraid to, to, to put the fists up. You weren't afraid to get a little dirty. Amen. Now that you're saved, don't become a sissy. Don't become a spiritual sissy. Take that same tenacity, take that same boldness, take that same uh, fight that you had before you got saved and turn it on the devil. 
hate sin and get mad at the devil and use that same thing. Don't just say, well, I'm, now I'm a Christian and so I just got to kind of... No, that same spirit, that same tenacity needs to be channeled towards the enemy. Verse 5, then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly, that's what we're doing here tonight, of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord. How many are glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Before the new court. And said, God, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God in heaven? Now stay with me, this is important here. Are you not the God in heaven, and do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the earth and the nations? Now I want to stop right here in the middle of this verse, because this is... A very big key tonight right here that I'm reading we need to learn to remind God of his word we need to learn to read God's word to him and remind him uh, what his word says this is what Jehoshaphat is doing he is saying to himself how many know we need to preach to ourselves Right? We say, I'm not going to accept this lie of the devil. I'm not going to believe this report from the doctor. I'm not going to believe this situation that I'm facing. I'm not going to let fear come upon me and, and, and all these different things. And so it says, uh, I, God, you are, aren't you, are you not the God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? What is he doing? He's preaching to himself. How many, how many know we got to preach to ourselves? Sometimes we need to preach less to others and more to ourselves. Can you say amen? And you say, well, you up there preaching to us. And let me tell you something. I always preach to me before I preach to you. I don't ever preach a message that's for just you. It's for me first. The Bible says that the judgment of God starts in the house of God. And so we ha it starts here first in the pulpit. But we need to preach to ourselves. We need to, we need to motivate ourselves and say, God, I know that you're able to do this. I know what your word says. I'm not going to listen to the enemy. Verse 7, are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, watch this, if disaster comes upon us, sword or judgment or pestilence or famine, we will, what that song say tonight, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple. And we cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. Amen. How many have some resolve in them tonight and you're going to stand for the Lord in 2020? Amen. You're going to stand for what the Bible says. You're going to stand for what God is putting in your heart tonight. You're not going to listen to the enemy because he's always going to be talking. You know, it's kind of like when someone gossips. If you give them an ear, they'll keep talking. If someone wants to talk slander, gossip, or whatever, or talk negative, if you listen to them, they'll keep talking. The best thing you can do to someone who gossips is turn your ear away and say, I ain't trying to hear that. And they'll stop talking. Or if they don't stop talking, they'll have to go find someone else to talk to. So let the devil go find someone else to talk to. Don't listen to them. They, I'm not trying to hear that devil. I'm not listening to you, devil. The, my Bible tells me you're the father of all lies. Why would I listen to you? You're the accuser of the brethren. Why would I listen to you? I'm not giving you my ear. And so we push that away and we say, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm going to stand for what God has put in my heart. Verse 10, and now here are the people of Amnon and Moab and Mount Seir whom you would not let invade Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt. 
but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. You know the devil's trying to steal something that God gave you. Let me say that over here. The devil's trying to steal something that God gave you. Are you going to let him have it? He says, these, these people are coming and trying to steal something that is, that is not theirs. He says, we're not going to have it. Verse 12, oh, our God. This is a prayer he's doing. You will not judge them. Will you not judge them? For we have no power. Now, he's talking in, in, in flesh. How many know sometimes you, you, you can, you, it's all right to say, man, this, this, in, this in the flesh is not going to work out. This does not look good. This situation is not going to happen in, in, in my power. That's what God wants us to get. But God, but God, if God, if God gets involved, anything can happen. He says there's no power. Wait, there's no way we can defeat this multitude, verse 12, coming against us, nor do we know what to do. Here's the, here's the message. But our eyes are focused on you. See it? No matter what the situation is, no matter what you're facing, no matter what battle you're in, the, the question is not what the battle is. The question is, what are your eyes focused on? Because if you focus on that problem, guess what that problem is going to do? That problem is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's going to expand. And it's going to multiply. And it's going to get bigger. And it's going to seem worse. And it's going to seem more impossible. And the more you feed that, the more it's going to be that way. We have to tell, you have to realize that that is a mental battle you're going to go through. But I, I say, God, I don't understand this situation. I don't feel like I know what to do in this situation. But my eyes are on you. My focus is on you. Amen. So as you look up here and focus on this and see this, just look at it for a second and stare. Stare at it. If you can see it, hopefully it's clear. And then just real quick, turn and stare at something else. You got to focus, right? You got to turn. You got, I, if I walk around, I'm telling you to look over there, but if I walk around, this happens a lot in church. Whenever, you know, someone's crying or something's happening, or, or the, 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 the people come up to get on, this, on the stage, we just lose track real quick. I mean, we just lose focus. We can't focus too, much, too good. How many know we're not good at focusing? And so I'm moving around, and all kinds of things are happening, but God wants you to keep your eyes focused right here on prayer. Gives us 20-20 vision. You know what 2020 is? 2020 is perfect vision, but you know what 2020 vision is? Watch this. It's, it's clear. That's good. But 2020, the actual definition of 2020, Carson, will you come up here for a second? Just stand right here. Is if we're standing right here, and I'm, I'm approximating that about over to the other side of the black line is, is, is 20 feet, we can look at Laura right there, and we can say she's got an orange on her sleeve. You see that? She's got a little white on her shirt. She's got a Bible on her hand. She's got a pen that's got a little bit of red on it. Can you see the red? 20-20 vision. We can both see 20 feet. Okay? We can both see the same thing from 20 feet away. But when your vision goes bad and you go to some of y'all are like, how in the world did you see the pin, right? Thank God at 46 I still got it. But that, I, 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 don't have, I don't have hair though, so don't get mad at me for you have hair, right? We all lose something. They say with your vision it goes real fast too, like, like from one day to the next. So I'm going to keep praying I keep it, right? You good? No, no, stay here for a second. I know Carson loves this. I'm, I didn't pick you on purpose, by the way. Here, come over here so they're not staring at you. I'm used to them staring at me. Okay, so 2020 is that we can both see 20 feet, but, God, but 2040 vision 
is where if we're standing here together now, I start saying, okay, Carson, that's, that's, that sign says reach, teach, send, reach, teach, send. I'm talking about something over there. I'm seeing the colors blue, green, red. And if he can't see that at 40 feet, what I can, what, if he can't see at 20 feet, sorry, if he were to move up to that 20 foot, he would have to move up to the 20 foot to see what I'm seeing from 40 feet. That's 20-40 vision. Then 20-60, then 20-70. And so that, that's, where the, that's where the vision gets off. God wants us to see clearly, okay? He wants us to see what he sees. Does that make sense? Okay, thank you, Carson. Everybody give Carson a big hand. That's, his, that's the biggest thing he's going to do this year. That's the most he's going to get up in front of people. I promise I wasn't picking on you, Carson. I just, you, just, you just looked like the person to pick. Okay, so how many get what I'm saying? God wants us to see further. He wants, to, he wants us to be able to see that long distance. He wants us to be able to see ahead, see further than other people, but he wants us to see clearly. When we pray and fast, you'll start to see clearer. Paul said at the, at the offering, great word, sacrifice. The sacrifices that you're doing, and, and I just want to say this, I hope that you don't miss out on this. We're just a few days in, but I hope that I, we can't make you do this. But I promise you, I said it Sunday morning, if you do this fast, you'll see results. You will see results. You'll, you'll, you'll feel results. You'll see results. You'll have results. And, and the greatest thing is what I said Sunday is that you'll get closer to God and you have a better relationship with Him. So even now, if you have kind of got off to a rocky start and you're like, I still don't know what I'm going to do or, or I'm not doing anything, do something in this fast. Fast something. Amen? Fast something. And, and I said it before, we really need to focus on fasting on some things that are, that are taking away from our energy. Okay? They're sapping our energy out of us. That's why I, I, I blast social media so much and, and, and games and, and TV and all these things. If those things are keeping us from focusing, then those are things we need to set aside so that we can focus on God. That's what a fast is. Not that we shouldn't do that all year, but we're trying to build some habits. We're trying to get some things in order. And how many know when you start to do this, there is some headaches, there is some withdrawals, there is some, some pain, there is some things you go through, but you also start to feel like, man, I, I, I'm, I'm gaining some strength here. I'm gaining some stamina here. Okay? Now, I've mentioned this like a million times, but it's, it, it never gets old. If you've ever done any kind of exercise, any kind of running, any kind of biking, any kind of walking, any kind of moving, which we should all be doing, can you say Amen. No matter where we're at in our walk with God and our walk physically, we need to do something physically. The more you do it, the more endurance you get. Right? Is that true or not? And if you haven't gotten on a bike for, or, or, or a treadmill or, or done something kind of walked or anything, you're going to be winded. But the more you do it, the more, the more energy you get, the more power you get, the more strength you get, and God begins to start giving you a resilience in your spirit. That's what fasting does. And this is what Jehoshaphat was seeing. He was seeing this power that he says, I, I, I can't focus on the enemy all around me. I can't do anything about the enemy all around me. How many would get to the place where you realize there's a lot of stuff you can't fix? A lot of stuff you can't do your own on your own. I preached that a few weeks ago. Stop trying to do what only God can do. Stop wasting your time. Stop trying to do what only God can do. Jehoshaphat just admitted in this verse, he said, there's no way we can defeat this multitude. But he said, but my eyes are not on the multitude. My eyes are upon 
you. Isn't that what he said? Now, verse 13, all Judah with their little ones, their, little, their wives, their children, stood before the Lord. Here we are, all together as an assembly. Watch this. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon. How many know we need the Spirit of the Lord to come upon us? The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of... Ben- this, these are just getting them to understand who these people are. That's why they say all these names. And, and I'm going to skip a few and go down to where it says, And they were in the midst of the assembly. And he stood up. See, God's looking for somebody tonight that has their focus on the right things. God's just looking for some people who will stand up and speak the truth and walk in God's ways. And this guy stands up and he says, Listen, all you of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, watch this, do not be afraid. Look at the person next to you and say, do not be afraid. Amen. Nor dismayed because of this great multitude. Don't be afraid because of what you see. Here's the key. For this battle is not yours, but God's. Come on, church. This battle is not yours. It is God's. Don't make me stay there too long. This battle that you're facing is not yours. Give it to God. Get your eyes off the situation and get your eyes on the situation fixer. The miracle maker. The way maker. Amen. The one who can do something about it. Get your eyes off the situation. This battle is not yours but God's. He says tomorrow, and this is a good word, go. We got to go. We got to be doing something. Go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz. You will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness. You will not, watch this, I like this. You will not need to fight this battle. Pay attention to this. What does this mean? What this means is, is if we're doing what we're supposed to do in the spiritual, if we're doing what we're supposed to do in prayer, and fasting, then God will take care of the physical. God will take care of the battle. If we're doing our part, he's, he, we're not going to have to fight the battle. It's His. He says, you won't have to fight this. Now watch this. Position yourselves. How many are in position tonight? You say, I don't know. I'm not sure. Are you, if you're in this fasting and praying, and you have set yourself to this, and you've made some decisions, and you set your mind on this, then you're in position. Okay, you're in position right now. He says, positions your... Now, how many are seeing that if I wanted to, I could have broke this, 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 this chapter into a whole lot of sermons? There's a whole lot here. That's why I want you to go back and read it. He says, position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. And here we go again. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out. There it is again. Go out against them for the Lord is with you now look at the person next to you and say the Lord is with you say it like you mean it now let's make the whole sentence don't fear the Lord is with you amen y'all still here verse 18 so Jehoshaphat was smart and he listened You know, when you're in a spirit-filled service, God can speak. 
And if we listen, he can teach us some things, and he can save us some, some, some things. He can help us from some things. And, and, and that's why we even have uh, prophecy, and we have tongues and interpretation, and, and the power of the Holy Spirit can come on us, and we can have that prayer language. and language. We can talk to God, and we can hear his voice, and he can give us discernment. He can, he can tell us to go left or to go right. He can tell us to stop or to turn around. He can, he can keep us from dangerous situations. So he bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. How many did that tonight? We bowed before the Lord to worship him. So you say, why do we do these things? Why do we pray? Why do we come to church? Why do we bow before? Why do we lift our hands? Because this is what, they, this is what God's teaching us to do. That's where the battle's won. There's so much power tonight in coming into a service, having all kinds of situations going on in your life that seem unfixable and seem broken, and coming in and just saying, Lord, my eyes are focused on you. Amen. And, And I would challenge you again at the beginning of this year, a new challenge, not new, but new to us this year, to really focus on coming into service and not looking around and watching everybody else clap and watching everybody else sing and watching who raises their hands and who doesn't and who does what and who doesn't. Focus on God. Are you here? Focus on God. Get your mind on God. Get your focus on God and see what God can do in your time of worship, in your time of prayer. If you'll do that, God will begin to soften your heart. He'll begin to touch you and He'll be able to speak to you and He'll be able to save you some from some things. He'll begin to, 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 to speak to your spirit in a way that only He can. Amen. Let's close this up. Then the Levites of the children of the uh, Kohathites and of the children of the Korathites, and they stood up. Look at that, children, to praise the Lord, God of Israel, with voices quiet and, 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 and whispering. Loud and high. Amen. They worshiped loud and high. Oh, why are we so loud in here? Why we clap so loud? We're just doing what the Bible says. I've never seen any scripture in the Bible that says that they worshiped God and whispered. (laughs) That they worshiped God and put their hands behind their back or in their pockets. It says they clapped. Said they shouted unto God. Amen. They they with the voice of triumph. Amen. Why do we do what we do? Because it's in the Bible. Oh, that's just what that Holy Ghost church does. No, that's in the Bible. Well, the ones that aren't doing are the ones that are disobeying the word. Shout with me. Shout with me. Amen. Shout unto God. Amen. Clap your hands. Lift your voice. Show God that you, that you, that you trust his word. Amen. Now, there, he, he didn't tell them to do this after the battle. Every time you see a story where there's a battle... For example, Jericho in Joshua 6, he he tells them to begin to worship and begin to praise and begin to sing and begin to shout and begin to to march around. They haven't won the battle yet. See, in sports, you clap when you win. But in God, you clap to win. Amen. In sports, you shout when someone did something good. But with God, you shout because God's about to do something good. How many believe that tonight? He's about to do something good. 
He's about to make a way where there seems to be no way. He's about to heal where nobody else can heal. He's about to solve a problem that seems impossible. And we clap and we shout and we pray and we praise because we know the battle's going to be won. We know God is going to do a great work. How many are still here? So they rose early in the morning and went out in the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, now this is, this is chapter 20, verse 20. 2020. Chapter 20, verse 20. And Jehoshaphat stood near and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. So he's saying, church, tonight here in Denton, Texas, believe in the Lord your God. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Amen? And look at this. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. How many know that's a good verse? Believe in God, and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, and his word, and the preaching, and you shall prosper. Does anybody in here not want to prosper? We all want to prosper. Amen? So if we're going to prosper, we got to believe his word. That's success. Now, let's close here with these last few verses. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Now, if you don't know what God does when you praise, you're about to learn. If you ever come in here and you think that we're just doing it because we're trying to fill the first few minutes of the service, I want to show you what the Bible says about praise and, and lifting your voices and clapping and shouting and worshiping. Because, because I want this to be a, a beginning of the best year of praise and worship we've ever had. The best year of breakthrough we've ever had. Amen. The best year of his presence in his house than we've ever had. Right? I'm not satisfied with what God did in 2019. I want clear vision in 2020. I want the best. I want to see what God has. Watch what happens. How many got some enemies in here tonight? How many got some battles you're facing tonight? I'm going to close with this. I'm going to ask the musician to begin to head up. Listen to what it says. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon Moab and Mount Seir who had come against Judah and they were what? Can somebody say that a little bit, a little bit louder? Defeated. Defeated. When they began to, I'm going to stop here, when they began to, now the, 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 the story ends like it always does with the Lord, they won. Did you come into 2020 thinking I wonder if I'm going to win this year? I wonder if I'm going to see God move him out. If you're wondering, You've already failed. You need to change your mind and start believing that you're going to win. Amen. Start believing. See, y'all focusing on my beautiful daughter over here. Focus on me. Amen. That was my perfect example, right? Focus. Focus. How many are with me? When we begin to sing and praise, when we begin to worship and lift our voices, God begins to set ambushes against our enemies. So if praising and worshiping does that, then what happens if we don't praise and worship? No ambushes. The enemy doesn't have anything happen to him. And the enemy wins. Because we put our hands down. 
and we don't fight and we don't believe, what are your eyes focused on this year? What are your eyes focused on tonight? What are your eyes going to be focused on tomorrow? What are your eyes going to be focused on in February? What are your eyes going to be focused on in July? Amen? What are your eyes focused on? I don't know. I don't know what you're focusing on tonight. But I hope it's on God. I hope it's totally on God. Not 50-50. Totally on God. Because I don't know about you. I, I know God is the only one who can do what I need him to do. I, not, I can't do anything. I have no power, no strength, but God is able. And, and later on in that story, the Bible says that they went in and got, got the defeat, won, beat, won the battle. Everybody in the enemy was destroyed and killed, and they got everything the enemy had. Everything the enemy had. They took all the valuables, all the gold, all the silver, all the different things, and they kept it for themselves because the favor of God was with them. They won that battle, and God gave them everything. How many know God give you back this year what the devil has stolen from you? How many want to see God give you back what the devil's stolen? Amen. Let's stand on our feet tonight. Let's continue to clap there as you're doing that. Let's begin to worship God for a second. Let's begin to praise the Lord for a second. Let's begin to lift our voices and just worship the king as they did in this story in the Bible. As they stood and began to sing and began to praise the Lord, the Bible says that God began to send ambushes and be defeat the enemy. Father, we thank you that there is power in praise tonight. There's power in me clapping my hands. There's power not only in that church, but believe. Believe. What are your eyes focused on tonight? What are your eyes looking for tonight? Whose report are you going to believe tonight? The devil's or God's? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God has not given you tonight, come on, keep praising him, a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we begin to praise, as we begin to clap, as we begin to shout, amen, let's just begin to thank the Lord for what he's going to do in 2020. Let's begin to thank the Lord for the miracles, the signs, the wonders. Let's begin to press in and tell the devil he's defeated tonight in Jesus' name. There's no lie of the devil that can come to pass. Oh, Father, we trust you, we believe in you, and we know you're real tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you begin to come out of your seats and come to this altar? Would you just keep praising him as you come? Would you just keep worshiping him as you come? Let's fill this altar up tonight. Let's fill this altar up tonight. And let's believe that God is sending ambushes right now to the enemy. Come on, push all the way forward. Come on. How many believe it tonight? If you pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. Amen. Bind that devil right now. Tell the devil he's not lying to you anymore. He's not going to defeat you anymore. He's not going to come against you anymore. Devil, you're a liar. You're defeated in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on. We saw what happened in the Bible. When they stood up and sang and praised and worshiped and believed, God did impossible things. What's impossible for man is possible for God. 
Oh, Father, you said we can speak to that mountain and that mountain would move. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. In the name of Jesus, every tongue shall confess. In the name of Jesus, every chain has to break. In the name of Jesus, every spirit of demonic activity has to flee. Every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of suicide, every spirit of depression, every spirit of doubt. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Come on, God is setting an ambush right now. He's setting an ambush right now in your situation. He's defeating the enemy right now. Hallelujah. The Bible says they'll flee in seven directions. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Jesus, we bless your name. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Oh, we lift up the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How many know you got to focus on Jesus? Focus your eyes on Jesus. The Bible says he's the author and the finisher of our faith tonight. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, keep praising him tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.